Ladies and gents, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of 99 Pod. It's not 1999 anymore podcast, and we give you the best debates that sports and pop culture has to offer. And boy, do we have to offer a loaded show today. I mean, as I look around the panel, we got my co-host Zach, he's locked and loaded, and we also got a guest on the show. And before I introduce the guest, I want to send over the mic to my guy Zach, who's ready to attack the mic. Zach, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm doing well, my guy. Happy to be here, as always. 99 Pod. It's not 1999 anymore. And it's funny, dude, because we've really gotten used to recording uh, on this Wednesday schedule right around this time of day. And usually when we record at uh, this time, it's pretty light out. But now it's pitch black. It's dark. It's usually I usually had uh, the sun shining through my windows. But that's really a sign that uh, the time of year is just it just keeps on going by. We spoke a little bit about it before the show that we're already going to be in week 10 of the NFL season on Sunday. That's crazy. The season just goes uh, flies by every year. But yeah, man, happy to be here as always. A ton of a ton of stuff to get to today. I know we have a guest you want to introduce as well. But yeah, let's do it. 99 and pod. speaking of guests and speaking of 99 pod, I mean, Zach, yeah, you're 100% right, man. It's pitch black outside. I mean, Randy Moss came to catch with one hand out there. That's how pitch black it is. All right, listen, it's going down, and that's a fact. We got a lot of topics to get into. But before we do, let me introduce the guest that's in the building today on 99 pod. My guy, Chase Riley, is on the show. And Chase, what's going on? And plug yourself in by all means. Absolutely real. I appreciate you. Uh, appreciate both of you gentlemen welcoming me on today. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. My name is Chase. I see our media online. You can find me at CR Media 1988. Um, and um, my guy Chase, I think your audio is a little bit um fading away. Uh, I don't know if you want to check that out real quickly here. I barely got to hear you. But um, while you do that, right, while Chase is getting everything ready to go, Zach, I think it's about time to kick this show off right now with our first topic as the Colts named Jeff Saturday interim head coach after firing Frank Wright. Should we be all in and trust in Jeff Saturday to turn things around? And Zach, if you want to kick us off, go right ahead. Yeah, Chase, if if you uh, want to test us, uh, make sure your mic is good. Feel free to interrupt me uh, whenever you want. Hopefully. Yeah, no, do I sound fine? Yeah, nah, yeah you sound good. Fine. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, perfect. But yeah, well, wow, <laughs> this news, uh, the Colts, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So it's interesting, right? Because after week one of the season, I believe, when the Colts tied against the Houston Texans, I came on this show and I started to air some concerns with Frank Reich and this Colt team. Now, a lot of people expected them to do big things this season. Will and I uh, both picked the, this Colts team to win the AFC South and they haven't lived up to the hype and it's crazy because that division is not good that's a division they should win there really is no excuse for them not to win this division and again I don't think Frank Reich is a terrible coach he is responsible but he's not the only one I think Chris Ballard their GM deserves a lot of blame but honestly I think the main culprit in this whole situation is the Colts owner Jim Ursay because things have just fallen completely off the rails in the last year with this Indianapolis Colts team. So let's rewind. The Colts were put in a bad situation when Andrew Luck retired. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He did it a month before, even less than, like two weeks prior to the season starting at a preseason game. And if you remember, that 2019 Colts team, they were expected to do 
pretty big things. That was Frank Reich's, uh, it was his first year, I believe. And they did all, or his second year, actually. They did all right with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, and then they bring in Philip Rivers. And Philip Rivers, at that point in his career, he didn't have a ton left. But Frank Wright got a lot out of him. I was impressed with that Colt team winning uh, 11 games, being pretty competitive with the Bills in the playoffs that year. Uh, last year, things were going pretty well for the first 15, 16 weeks of the season. All the Colts had to do was win one of their last two games against either the Raiders and the Jaguars, two not-so-great teams. And Carson Wentz, from a statistical perspective, he had a pretty good year. He had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I know that he's not the perfect quarterback. He's going to always make mistakes that could lose you the game but the Colts had something going last year and I think Frank Reich actually got a lot out of Carson Wentz and after that Jaguar game and don't get me wrong that was an unacceptable performance they were playing basically a playoff game with their season on the line and they got their ass kicked by the Jaguars a team that had the number one pick in the draft back-to-back years that was just unacceptable but after that game Jim Irsay on the plane, bugs out and says, we don't want Carson Wentz back next year. He's gone. And that forced them to really overpay for Matt Ryan, one of the more, probably the most overpaid player in the league in the last three years. He's won nothing in Atlanta, and they bring him in for this year, and things have completely fallen out of control. The Colts were not a good football team. And again, I think there's some blame to go on Frank Reich. I think there's some blame to go on Chris Ballard, even though He's very well-respected around the league, and the Colts do have some talented players on this roster. The issue is they're not really at important positions. You know, they have Jonathan Taylor, a running back, which is everyone knows that's probably the least valuable position in the league right now. There are a ton of good running backs. The difference between the best running back and uh, just a good running back is not a monumental and worth so much money. So they have Jonathan Taylor. They have a great linebacker in uh, Shaquille Leonard, but he's not really making much of an impact. They have good safeties. They have good defensive tackles, but they don't have good wide receivers. You know, Michael Pittman is fine. I don't think he's a true number one. I know they drafted Alec Pierce, but there needs to be more. Uh, This offensive line, which was supposed to be the strength of the team, has fallen apart. And again, uh, I just think that things have completely gone off the rails, and I haven't even gotten into the Jeff Saturday hire. Uh, I'll pass the mic over to to one of you guys before uh, we get into that. Uh, But yeah, it's really a mess right now in Indianapolis, and I think you know Jeff Saturday probably won't be there after this year, but if you're a candidate looking for a job next year, this thing would not be very attractive to me. Uh, There's just a circus going on right now. Things are really unorganized. Jim Ursay doesn't really seem like a guy I would want to work for, considering he just hired a guy completely out of the building and passed up everyone in the staff that knows the players that have been known in the, that have known, know the players that are in the building uh, for the past uh, few months. So just a lot of things going on in Indianapolis. And again, I haven't even gotten into Jeff Saturday yet, but I'll allow uh, Will uh, you to do that. Or if you want to pass the mic to Chase, but yeah, just crazy stuff going on in Indy. Yeah. Chase, you could, you know, pick up the baton. Yeah. So um, I, I'm i going to kind of piggyback off of what you said. I I think that organization has been a joke for a while. I think that Jim Ursay is Jerry Jones with not as much money and not as big of a franchise. Uh, in fact, I think he's worse than Jerry Jones because at least Jerry Jones has his son and a couple other doofuses to keep him, you know, level and keep him, from going off the deep end. Jim Irsay has nobody to keep him going from going off the deep end. Chris Ballard, Chris Ballard should have been gone a long ass time ago. Um, you have, you lost Andrew Luck in the 2019 season. 
granted, yes, nobody expected it. it was out of the blue, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Excuses, excuses, excuses. You've had three years now to find Andrew Luck's replacement, and you haven't done it. You have done nothing for this team other than uh, other than Jonathan Taylor. And some can even say that you lucked out, uh, no pun intended, on, on Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor is slowly but surely dwindling because you're not protecting him. You're not putting other weapons on the team and you're not, um, you know, you're not expanding the playbook. So I don't think Frank Wright should take, I, I, I agree. I think he deserves a little bit of blame. Obviously he's been the head coach, but as far as like the ownership and the leadership in that, that organization, it's an absolute joke. Um, like I said, Jim Irsay, I you couldn't. I mean, you'd have to pay me a lot, a lot, a lot of money to work for Jim Irsay. Um, I, I, I'd take a pay cut to go work somewhere else. And uh, as far as Chris Ballard goes, like I said, as a GM, dude, uh, other than other than a couple of washed up quarterbacks out of free agency, you've done nothing to expand the team. Uh, the defense has done nothing but got worse. Um, the offense, the only thing you've done is, uh, just highlight how cool Jonathan Taylor is. And he's not going to be cool very long because you're letting him get hurt and you're letting him carry the brunt. There's no wide receivers to pick up the pace. There's no tight ends. There's no good quarterbacks. What is this team doing? And then like you mentioned, we're not even, I'm not even, I'm not even done. I'm going to light the scoreboard up when we start talking about this hire, because this is a joke. Absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. And before I make my transition to the Jeff Saturday things, I guess I started off there because I think Zach did a good job of talking about Frank Wright, the good and the bad, right? Because when you look at Frank Wright's career, there's two tales of the tape. There's tale one where he won with Jacoby Brissett five and two before Jacoby Brissett had a knee injury. They sputtered towards that end. But the fact that he went five and two with that quarterback, that was one of his high moments. Also, when Phillip Rivers came along, where Phillip Rivers looked like to be on the tail end of his career, that last year in San Diego was terrible. He, you know, rejuvenated his career and got a lot out of him. You look at that playoff game, they outperformed the Bills. One could argue it was Phillip Rivers who cost him that game. But then you look at the other tail and you look at this year. 31, 32. I mean, you look at all the statistics. I don't even want to go into those statistics, right? I mean, sacks. I mean, points per game, 32. I mean, it's a whole bunch of statistics. They are ranked at the bottom echelon in a lot of major categories. Now, I'm done with that side. I'm going to talk about Jeff Saturday here because, um, Claire, it's a Wednesday. It's not a Saturday. It's a Wednesday. And I want to talk about Saturday on a Wednesday because I think this move right here is a slap in the face. And a lot of people are just looking at it from one perspective. I get it. A lot of people have threw out the Rooney rule and how that's a slap in the face of that. Uh, yeah, but it's a slap in the face to anybody with credentials. I don't care if you're white, black, yellow, green, whoever you are. It's a slap in the face if you have some sort of credentials where, you know, um, you have a better resume. You coached the game before in the collegiate level, not in high school, where you only won three games. OK, we talking about the collegiate level. We talking about the NFL level, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, anybody with credentials. This was a slap in the face, especially somebody on that staff who normally when you have an interim coach is somebody from your staff. You give them an opportunity to galvanize a locker room and get the most out of what's left of potentially a rebuilding process. And he impressed you. He get the job or it's like a Wispasashia 
okay, whatever, thank you, Merry Christmas, I'm hiring Josh McDaniels type of situation. This right here is a disaster, and I think it's a bad PR move, right? Because say what you want, it's nothing about Jeff Saturday. He didn't have no controversy. I'm not talking about it from that perspective, but it's a bad PR move because everybody's going to bring up the Rooney rule and the hiring process and how it's a failed system. So now you just open yourself up to that criticism. And now instead of you being a franchise that was once looked upon to be a marquee franchise with Peyton Manning, with um, Andrew Luck, even with Philip Rivers for a year, you just went from that to the Washington Commanders overnight. And that's on not only on Frank Wright, but that's on um, Jim Irsay. Yeah, like Reggie Wayne is on the staff. If, if he just wanted to hire a Colts legend, he's the wide receiver coach. Like, why didn't you just hire him? Uh, and I agree. Uh, I think it's a move where it clearly signals that, one, like he's in charge. I don't think it was Frank Reich's decision to uh, bench Matt Ryan and go with Sam Ellinger. And when the owner is cutting in and making decisions like that, they also fired uh, the offensive coordinator the week before. Uh, if he, It's crazy. The guy that's going to be calling plays for them this week, he started – at a very low level position uh, with the Colts. And it's a pretty shocking rise. The fact that uh, he's in his uh, early thirties and he's going to be calling plays for the Colts on Sunday. And Jeff Saturday was literally working at ESPN as an analyst. Like he tweeted out two weeks ago, uh, something about <laughs> Devonte Adams on his fantasy football team. And like, he's going to be coaching against Devonte Adams and the Raiders on Sunday. And by the way, just something a little off topic, but not really because it's in the game. If the Raiders lose to the Jeff Saturday coached Colts on Sunday, just shut it down. Fold the franchise. <laughs> Absolutely. Chase, let's slide up the scoreboard here, man. Talk to me. Thank you on mute, Chase. There Apologize about that. My uh, my son came home from school, so I had to make sure uh, – I'd make sure he knew because I'm a little off schedule. So apologize about good. that. Um, so yeah. Who we have on this staff? Reggie Wayne, John Fox. John Fox has and been Gus to Bradley too, right? Former head coach. Gus Bradley. Yep. Three people that could be named interim head coach. And then they go pick up Jeff Saturday, who has no coaching experience other than at the high school level, not at the collegiate level, not at the professional level. Um, you know, Peyton Manning said it best, Jeff, why don't you worry about snapping the ball and you let us worry about calling the plays? I mean, and, and, and that's who they pick up. Eric Bieniemy has been the chief's offensive coordinator for four years, won a Super Bowl, has not been offered a head coaching job in the NFL. That's ignorant. He won a Super Bowl. And um, they bring back Lovey Smith. Cool. Great for Lovey. Um, they hire that guy in uh Miami. Um Matt Co uh David Culley. Um Rich uh, uh I, I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, the guy who was the coach for the Raiders last year. Um Pasachia. Pasachia, yeah. So there is all these other talent that you could reach into. Um and uh, Brian Flores, for example, that you could tap into um, after, you know, after you decide if you want to go with your interim head coach. And as we talked about earlier, we've got Jim Mersey, who is an absolute joke of an NFL owner. I mean, we're rallying Dan Snyder to sell the commanders. 
um, and yet still allowing Jim Mersey to go out and act like he's 25 years old with an NFL team still um, and and tries to run it like that. So I, I don't know, man. This, Like I said, it's the Colts uh, – the Colts aren't even – top two teams in the AFC South anymore um, as far as like prestige um, coaching and, you know, the way teams ran and the ownership, like, uh, and, and it's, it's a joke. I would say this, <laughs> there was nothing more uh, than a joke when on um, press conference, that was the biggest joke right there. That was a circus right there. I want to highlight a quote that he made and there was a lot. I don't feel like, you know, talking about every single one on the show. I'm going to just use one. He says something about analytics. Jim Ursay on Jeff Saturday. I'm glad he doesn't have NFL experience. He lacks the fear that forces many of today's coaches to rely on analytics. We don't build rockets to go to Mars. It's a very simple job we do here. Okay, well, yeah, it's a very simple job, but you haven't been doing a job. So how does that make you look? Second of all, I hate when a lot of people use an opportunity to combat analytics. Like, really? Like, honestly, it's the most stupidest thing to me because coaches, every coach watch film and use analytics in some capacity. It may not be in a game situation, but pregame, postgame, whatever. They use some type of analytics, some type of film they watch before the game. So let's not use this to start another analytical war, all right, to justify the dumbass hire that you made, okay? It's a, it's a stupid hire. If I was a coach fan, it's a wrap. I'm finding a new team. It is what it is. And it is just what it is. It's a terrible situation. And it's frustrating because you just went from, like I said, a marquee franchise overnight to one of the more dysfunctional franchises. And normally, when you look at the league right now, there's teams that are dysfunctional franchises that's always been. Like, when has the Commanders, for an example, ever been relevant in a good way? No, they've never been. But you just went. From marquee last night to dysfunctional today. And that's a bad look.